This is the Mobile Tech Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. Now here's your host, tech girl, Miriam Joar. Hi, and welcome to the Mobile Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Joar, and today is Thursday, February 21st, 2019. My guest is Andy Boxall of Digital Trends. Hi, Andy. How are you? Hi, Miriam. I am very well, thank you. Fantastic. So... We're the day after Galaxy Day. That sounds very, like, whoa, ominous. And so we, we can't not talk. I double negative this. We have to talk about the Galaxy S10 and the Galaxy Fold. So um, I know you weren't in San Francisco for the event. Could Julian went, yeah? Yeah, but I was in London. Ooh, they had one there, right. They did. And they did it full on this year. Other years, it's just been a live stream and we've watched. But this year, they did it completely different. We had UK execs from Samsung and everything on stage and phones there. And it was a proper event, way more than I thought it would be. So does that mean you got a hands-on time with the device? I did indeed. Ooh, this is even more exciting than I thought because I wasn't <laughs> sure if you'd gotten uh, to play with them. So obviously, it's day after Galaxy Day, uh, after Unpack 2019. And as you all know, listeners, this is for you. Um, I couldn't make it to San Francisco because I'd already committed to being in Spain uh, for Mobile World Congress and changing my flights was just not going to be practical. So, you know, I declined the invitation. Obviously, I still need to get my review unit and get some hands-on time with the device that will happen at MWC. They have a really great booth there so i'll get you some videos at that point but andy did you get a device to take home or was it just something to play with briefly just something to play with briefly i'm afraid i didn't uh -huh. get to take one so did you get to see all of them like there's first of all let's start with the fact that there are three galaxy s10 units then there's a 5g device and then it's not part of the s10 but there's a galaxy fold right yeah so at the London launch, there was the S10, the S10 Plus, and the S10e. No 5G phone and no fold. Wah, wah, wah. I think the 5G phone was shown to the US media in New York at some briefings, but I'm not sure it was there in San Francisco even. Um, the, no, I don't think it was either. The, uh, the fold, I think, was also possibly just shown uh, i don't even think it was shown at a briefing i think the fold just we know not exists we know it's coming out we know the price and we'll get into all this but it, i don't think anybody got to handle it right no from what i understand it was on stage being shown again just like it was at the developer thing only in a more final version but nobody got hands on time with it certainly not in the open perhaps closed door stuff but Wow, Samsung, you're making things so difficult for us between this crazy two-day-before-MWC press event. The first time that it's in San Francisco, the first time that you think I could have gone, I couldn't because I'd already made plans to be in Spain. And then we can't actually play with all the phones. I mean, look, I'm not going to complain. Obviously, we got to play with three of the phones, right? So. What's your kind of gut feeling in general about these three phones? I think it's very interesting because it's the first time for a couple of years that I've gone to a Galaxy launch and thought, well, actually, if I've got an S9, there's a reason to upgrade to the S10. And right. when the S8 was there, I didn't really feel there was much of a reason to 
upgrade to the S9, and in a way, the same with the Note 8 to the Note 9. So this was this was a, a key point for me. You actually might want to buy this if you bought one last year, and that's pretty unusual. So why is it that you feel that this is really worth upgrading to? I mean, I have my own ideas, but... Okay, I mean, what, what I've done over the last week was use the S9 Plus um, sort of as preparation. And I've been using it and it's fine, but it's a little bit slow. It looks a little bit old. Design's still quite nice, but it's not modern. When I picked right. up the Galaxy S10, it felt like this really is a 2019 phone. Whereas arguably the S9 looks like a 2017 phone. Indeed. So you feel it's because of the hole punch display then primarily, or is it yeah. just in general, the whole construction and everything about it? I think the construction is as always really exceptional. The hole punch is a big part because there are now no bezels and the screen itself is even more beautiful with the HDR10 tech inside, it's gorgeous. And for me, those three things, just the modern design, the hole punch, which is currently the best way to um, put a selfie cam in the front of a bezel's phone, that those aspects make it for me a worthwhile upgrade and a phone for this year rather than the phone for two years ago. Right. I mean, there's so many things here, right? The Snapdragon 855 on all three devices, the um, the really dual camera system, at least on all the three devices. Um, it, you know, the the, uh, the ultrasonic fingerprint reader on the 10 and the 10 plus, all these, I mean, really, and, and as you said, the display, obviously, we've already gone over this, are, to me, are really what makes this like, mm. okay, this is worthy of a 2019 phone, right? Yeah, it's interesting you say about the Snapdragon 855, because in the UK, we don't get that. We get an Exynos. Oh, interesting. Did they mention any of the uh, things on the Exynos at all? Because the little limited time I had to catch up since yesterday's briefing, or rather launch, on the specs was all Snapdragon, Snapdragon, Snapdragon. So, Well, they didn't even mention it on stage. So I, I had an interview with a Samsung executive afterwards, and I had to clarify there and then, this is an Exynos processor, right, for UK, and indeed it is. So there was no mention of processing power whatsoever during and not even a mention launch. of them using some sort of new exynos chip or anything like that not a thing no nope. wow yeah well it'll be interesting to see how that plays out because last year honestly i felt that the snapdragon 845 based galaxies were just better they definitely were without right? a doubt yeah. so hmm well let's see what happens i guess um so i'm kind of want to talk about kind of build our way up and then go beyond what you saw and, and with the knowledge you have from the internet we i want to kind of pick your brain and you know maybe share my thoughts on okay. the other two phones the 5g version and the fold which is not really an s series phone but you know it kind of i want to lump it in here because it, it's part of the announcement part of the unpacked part of the uh, briefing slash event um so the 10e is really interesting to me. I'm a huge fan of the iPhone XR 10R because I feel it's such a great phone for the money and it's an iPhone. So it's, you know, on top of that. So do you feel that this is kind of where they're going with this phone, like a competitor to the 10R with the 10e? Most definitely. I mean, there's 
visual similarities in the, the, the screen, the size, the uh, the overall design looks quite similar. Most definitely, it's targeted at that. Um, but what I think is is really fascinating is that this is the first time we're seeing them launch a slightly cheaper version at the same time. We've had light phones before, but they've never done right. it at the same time, right? It's always come afterwards. So this is sort of, we've now got an entry point into S series ownership that's not just the regular Galaxy S10. So it really extended this out in terms yeah. of price. And that's great. And that's what we want. I mean, yeah. um, and that's what I think what Apple tried to do with the 10R. Um, I, I feel this is exciting because you're getting you're getting you're losing on very little, right? You, you're you're getting the the great one point f of one point five slash f of a two point four dual aperture main camera that we come to love on the Galaxy S nine and mm. and Note nine, and it's also on the ten S and sorry ten plus and ten, um, and you're getting a hole punch display with that new front facing camera, that ten megapixel f of one point nine. And you're getting a Snapdragon 855, or I guess the Exynos if you're in the UK, um, in a package that is smaller too. Is it 5.7 inches? Yeah, 5.8. 5.8, 5.8. So, I mean, some people like smaller phones, and this seems like, I mean, 5.8 inch at almost full, you know, full screen, like no, very little bezel, is going to be a pretty compact phone to this for this day and age, which is going to be great. Absolutely. And there's one other key thing that I really like about that little phone is that it doesn't have an in-display fingerprint sensor. It's got the fingerprint sensor on the side. Right. Now that's a very important distinction. And so why do you like? I personally don't think that's a problem, um, but I'm curious as to why you specifically like it. I like it because the fingerprint sensor in the display is fine, but it very much depends on the phone that you use it in as to whether it's reliable. And right. I, all I want with security systems is... If they keep my phone secure, that's great, but I don't want it to interfere with my usage. So in-display fingerprint sensors do interfere sometimes because they're a pain and they're slow and they're unreliable. An older style fingerprint sensor that we're all used to, under my thumb, it's inevitably going to be more user-friendly. Yeah, no, I think that's that's true. I've been struggling with the Mate 20 Pro and the OnePlus 6T, and most recently the Oppo R17 Pro, uh, which I'll put a, a link to my unboxing video in the show notes. Uh, for those of you who know that I got one and I hadn't really had a chance to edit my video until uh, a couple of days ago, um, it's they, they're finicky, like they don't always work. And so it's okay if you have face recognition as well and... You know, but it still kind of rubs me the wrong way. Now, I'm hoping that, um, I mean, I'm not sure, but I'm hoping that Samsung is using Qualcomm's um, ultrasonic uh, sensor on the 10 and 10 Plus, uh, not some homebrew uh, ultrasonic sensor, because, you know, from what I hear, the Qualcomm one is really good, uh, but there's no commercial device available with it yet. So it'd be interesting to know if they're using Qualcomm's version on all the phones, or if they're only using Qualcomm's version on the Qualcomm-based phones, or if they're using their in-home in homebrew version, right? Yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah, I wonder if there are variations there. So, but I agree processes. with you. Like, how? I mean, did you get a chance to play with the ultrasonic fingerprint reader, or register your fingerprint? Did it work? Was it fast? 
I registered it and I must have unlocked it maybe once or twice before I got dragged away. So huh. I'm, I just can't comment on it. So they have your fingerprint it's... now, Andy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, no, but I, what you, you, so you have no real data on reliability. Um, Not really, I, no. I'm, I'm, I have a feeling it's going to be better. And it has to because honestly, what's out there so far is marginal, in my opinion. I um, and you're right. It's so much like going back to using, you know, a, a fingerprint reader on the back of a phone with the View 20, the Honor View 20, which is a great phone. I don't know if you got a chance to play with it. Yeah, I agree. It's fantastic. But but like, it's so nice to have a fingerprint reader that is, works pretty much every time. You never have to think yeah. about it anymore. And so the 10E has that. Uh, and that's exciting. Um, the 10E has a wide angle lens, right? It's uh, f over 2.2. Am I correct? I believe so. I have you to look at look. the specs. Um, and it's what do you know? Do you remember the megapixel? I think it's 16, but I'm not sure. Let's look these up. GSM Arena will help us with this. As they always do. As they always do. Thank you, GSM Arena. We love you. <laughs> I've had uh, Ricky on the show. so And that yellow color that they have as an option for the 10E. The S10e is, I'm super stoked about it. So it's a 1080p yeah. display, by the way, the, the, the 10e. And let's see these cameras. Um, yeah, so it is, a... yeah, 16 megapixel f4 2.2. I was, I was correct. Yeah. And that's the ultra wide. So it's not a tele lens, like past dual lens uh, Samsung S series phones. This is a, an ultra wide and a regular. And the regular is the tried and true module we've seen on the S9 and S9 Plus and Note 9, which is OIS, dual pixel, uh, phase detect autofocus, 1.4 micron. So this is going to be a, a really great camera augmented by even faster processing, more AI features, etc., etc. right? Absolutely, yeah. There's no reason why this won't be a fantastic little camera. And it can record 4K video on the front-facing camera I read somewhere. Uh, does it do that on the E? It definitely does that on the... It's the same camera module, the 10 uh, megapixels f1.9, and it's the same processor, so I don't see any reason why not. Just wouldn't surprise me if they decided to hold that feature off as another reason to buy it. Oh, yeah, it says 2160p at 30 frames a second. That's... That's 2K now. That's 4K, right? That's 4K. 2160p at 60 frames per second. Yeah, also it says on here. That's yeah. 4K. 4K at 30 frames per second. Woohoo! That's pretty oh, nice. Oh, you're a big fan of this, I'm sure. Headphone jack on all three phones. Uh, uh, yeah, that's good. Um, I have to say, I, it doesn't bother me at all. Okay. Um, but I mean, I think I'm it's nice to give people the option, it. right? I mean, it is, it is, and it's proof that if you really try hard with a bezel-less screen, you can do it. <laughs> and it has wireless charging, so they really didn't cut down too much. The only thing you lose is, so the other thing I, th I don't think we talked about, Andy, yet on the 10e, since we're still on that topic, is that the screen doesn't have that little, you know, curved edge thing going on, right? It's an equal bezel all the way around, yes? Yeah. Yeah. So I actually kind of like that better, honestly. So you get a 1080p display at 5.8 inches that doesn't have the curved edges, and it has um, the fingerprint reader on the side, um, and then you still get wireless charging. The battery size is 3,100 milliamp hour, 
that seems a little small, but then again, I get to play with 6.4-inch flagships every day that have, you know, 3,700 milliamp-hour-plus batteries, so I'm thrilled, right? But the Snapdragon 855 is incredibly efficient and that really too. manages yeah. power well, so I don't think that's going to be too terrible. And all three phones have Wi-Fi 6, which is 802.11ax, if you're keeping track of the new nomenclature. Yeah, um, that, I didn't realize how cool that was either. That is That's, cool. um, I think that could be a really big thing for people who use their phones out and about on sort of open Wi-Fi networks. What it means that. to me is that I probably will have the first AX device on my network and it'll be a phone, not a laptop or right. an access point, which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so that's the 10E. Um, let's shift gears to the 10 uh, regular, which is, in terms of size, similar to last year. It is indeed. Um, there's, much, there's not really that much of a difference. Certainly when I was holding, it's what, 6.1 6 inch screen again, isn't it? Right. I haven't compared um, actual dimensions. It's, what's interesting to me is, um, the, I'm looking for the specs for it, is the, the kind of, you know, the, the differences with cameras. They're really kind of pushing the camera angle with these new phones. Um, so, uh, whole, so this one is a uh, Quad HD display, 6.1 inches, and it's basically the, the same resolution roughly and size as last year's S9. But instead of a bezel on top and bottom, it's much smaller the bezel top and bottom. You get a hole punched in the display for that 10 megapixel f 1.9 front-facing camera, right? Yep. And it looks so much better, just... I know. No, it, looks, it looks so pretty. 2019, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said that. Um, and then we have the cameras is what I'm interested in. Obviously, we know it's got the uh, ultrasonic in display fingerprint reader we know it has um you know a whole bunch of cameras and we know it has a snapdragon 855 but i'm trying to figure out the camera situation so there's a single camera we've already covered that's the same camera as the 10e for the front but the rear has a triple camera system now so there has it has the same main sensor with a dual aperture as last year it has a telephoto which on paper looks identical to last year's right now uh, 12 megapixel f2.4 yeah uh one micron pixels ois two times optical zoom so that sounds like the one they had in the s9 plus and the note 9 and then you have that ultra wide that 16 megapixel f2.2 ultra wide that we have on the 10e as well so you get a yes. triple camera system you go from a single camera system on the s9 to a triple camera system on the s10 in the rear wow big upgrade it is indeed What's, uh, we've seen something similar, or at least them experimenting with it, on the Galaxy A9. That's right. The A9 has four cameras in the back, but one is redundant, really, because they have one dedicated portrait, uh, secondary portrait camera, right? They have That's the it. wide, they have the tele, they have the regular. They could have used one of the teles or one of the wides to do the selfie, sorry, the the portrait mode but they said oh let's beat everybody to the punch with four <laughs> cameras in the back and put like a really cheap two megapixel in the back back there they <laughs> like to be first i know it was cool though it looked pretty interesting. <laughs> it's cool yeah i like it i finally got to see one here in spain at a vodafone store the other day and i was like oh, right. we don't we don't get that phone in the us andy no 
Sadly, we don't get the A-series. I think they're great. Um, yeah, I do too. Expensive, but I think we great. might be getting the A5 maybe, but it's like so one of those, you know, prepaid carriers that nobody ever walks into the shop. Um, <laughs> at least nobody's in their own right mind. Um, so wireless charging. Oh, it has reverse wireless charging. Does the 10E have reverse wireless charging? That's a good question. Let's have I see a it there. Look. Hang on. No, I didn't Bring see it up. It does indeed. There you go. So this has been, you know, we don't, the reason we're not getting too excited here, listeners, is because as we've seen this on the Huawei Mate 20 Pro now for a little while. It's a bit of a gimmick, but it's cool. And it's primarily yeah. to charge their new Galaxy Buds. Right? It is. Uh, I, I guess you've used the one on the Huawei now and then. I mean, I've... It doesn't seem to be strong enough to really charge a phone worth exactly. Much, That's just so. what I was going to say. Just the the amount that it charges up is so minimal and so slow that it just tends to keep it at a level rather than it sort of uh, decharging as you go along. Mine charged my iPhone and sort of kept it at four percent or something ridiculous and didn't really go up over half an hour, but. In smaller things like the buds, that's ideal. I think for something small like that, it's great. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we got. So we've got the the batteries. What I'm interested in is it bigger than last year's? Ha! Huh. Battery, battery, battery. Where are you? Thank you, GSM Arena. Thirty four hundred milliamp hour battery. So that's a little bit bigger, isn't it? It is a little bit bigger, I think. So it must have been thirteen because it was tiny last year. Thirty. 100 i want to say yeah something like that well that's good news so you get a bigger battery so it sounds to me like you could live very happily with an s10 this year because last year you really i felt like you really wanted the s9 plus for the secondary camera yeah and uh the bigger battery uh but this year i think you're that's a solved problem so let's move on to the 10 plus because i think it adds some interesting things uh i'm blue i'm bringing it up Again, I want to thank on sponsor, uh, GSM Arena here. Um, <laughs> so I was just having a check of the battery as well. I just want everybody to know that I, they're not our sponsor. I love them though. <laughs> they're wonderful folks who keep a database of devices for us. It's so good. Uh, so just as an aside, that? before we go on, it was a 3000 milliamp hour battery. Oh my God. Galaxy S9. <laughs> so wow. it's I think they're, they're just... Up being very conservative last year because you know still the note 7 fiasco was was probably like looming yeah um there it is s plus have it as a plus symbol that's why i couldn't find it uh, okay be. so now we're talking about a bigger phone obviously it does have a again 2k quad hd 1440p display 6.4 inches now this mm. is more the size of a pixel 3 xl one plus 6t etc um and it has an even bigger battery because of it 4100 wow that's yeah. bigger than the note 9 isn't it it is holy crap yeah that should be i mean it's got to power a little bit of a larger screen but Otherwise, I mean, Samsung has finally decided to give us uh, some innovation maybe this year. Last year was very, you know, iterative. But this yeah. year is just like, no, let's let us show you what we can do. Uh, hang tight. We'll show you. So the difference are that there's the same triple camera system in the back. Tele, 
ultra-wide and regular-wide. Uh, and then there's a second front-facing camera now. So there's a, the, the 10 megapixel one, f1.9, um, and then there's a 8 megapixel um, f2.2, which is a little wider, so 22 millimeters instead of 26. And it's used as a depth sensor as well, so it has some sort of ability to do, uh, to do a portrait using that second lens, which is cool. It is. Um, I was a little bit, because I was rather hoping this was going to be a whole separate 3D sensor thing. Yeah, it's not, right? It's just no. it's just a second camera that's slightly wider. You can pick between the two when you take a photo. The f02.2 means if you pick the wider one, you get worse low-light performance. But it uses that secondary camera as more data for portrait mode. Yeah. Which is fair. The, the 3D sensor, I think, is on the fold. Right. Let's talk about that. And on the 5G. Um, so what's interesting to me here is that that results in a, in a hole punch that's oval. Yeah. <laughs> it's a oval punch. <laughs> I just made that up. I'm proud of myself today. Yeah. Copy <laughs> done. Um, so, okay. So that, and that's really the differences between these. Uh, oh, there's RAM differences too, right? And storage differences. So let's talk about those. So, 12 gigs of RAM is the, no, wait, 8 gigs of RAM is, is the base, right? For the, S, the, for the plus? Yeah. Uh, which is the same across, across the board. 8 gigs is the base for everyone? I thought 6 gig was I an option. I think 6 on the S10, but 10e. Uh, it's still 8 on the, the S10. And then the base storage is 128 for all phones, I believe, which is really amazing. Yeah. And you can get the... The plus with up to one terabyte of storage. Remember how Samsung recently launched a terabyte chip yep. for cell phone use? Well, there you go for storage with 12 gigs of RAM on the 10s Plus. Wow. And a micro SD card slot. Oh, well, you know, that probably so, can do, do another terabyte, right? <laughs> it's, uh, it's just a monstrous amount of uh, internal storage. It really is. It just blows my mind, honestly. Um, and then let's see, we've got, what is the maximum you can do on the, uh, on the 10? It's the 10 in terms of storage. Storage only goes up to 512. Um, 512 and 8 gig of RAM. Yeah, 512. So it doesn't go higher than 8 gigs. So if you want that 12 gigs, God forbid you won't need it. But if you <laughs> want it, um, there it is. And, um. Wow, what a powerhouse. But the price, $9.99 base price. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's high. It is. And it's, it, well, I don't know what the US price is for the one terabyte, oh, 12 no gig, idea. but it's like 1,400 pounds here. And that's. Well, we'll get to talking about expensive phones with the fold in a minute. But um, there's a ceramic back option for black and white back instead of glass back for the 10. The 10s, uh, sorry, the 10 plus, the S10 plus, yeah. Mm. I see Ceramics that here. Lovely. Yeah, I love it. I, I've I've fed it on a few phones, primarily the Xiaomi mixes. Yeah. And um, it's it's a very nice material, I have to admit. Um, so that's it for those three, and there are pre-orders today, starting today, the 21st of February, and they are going to be shipping on March 8th. I want to say. Yep, March 8th. So those of you who are looking for a new phone and have been eyeing a Samsung phone, maybe, or just want to walk into an operator store in Europe or the US and just, you know, not have to worry about 
availability and don't care about bloatware and locked SIM slots, etc. Uh, maybe uh, you should uh, should look into this. This looks like it's going to be a fun phone. And if you pre-order, you get a free pair of Galaxy Buds. Too. Oh, look at that. You get free crack. Yep. Um, Always worth it. I don't know. Uh, there, there's. I don't think if I don't think we're going to get into the, the 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 accessories that they launch. There's the buds. There's a couple of watches or a band and a watch. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to get into that. I really want to focus more on the phones, and we only have so much time. So let's talk about the next one, which is the Galaxy S10 5G. And that had me very surprised. Honestly, I didn't think we would see it so quickly. It strangely has an even bigger screen. Yes. At uh, also Quad HD 2K, a seven sorry six point seven inches, which means the density goes down a bit. But wow. Yeah, I've got a theory about this. Oh, please share. Um, size of phone is important for 5G. There's lots of stuff to fit inside. Yeah, the big antenna, batteries, you need more to put antennas. a whole bunch of antennas everywhere. Yeah, exactly. You need a whopping great big battery to power it. So you need a big phone. So why not give it a massive screen and justify it that way? Yeah, why but not? You also get more space to sort of slim the device down because antennas and batteries take up thickness. So you sort of spread it out. 4,500 milliamp hours of battery love, folks. <laughs> which hopefully won't deplete in the blink of an eye. Uh, we don't know exactly the details, um, but I'm pretty confident that this runs Snapdragon's new X55 modem. Yeah, they I didn't say anything didn't at see. all about it. It could be the X50, but that seems odd because then you still need the X24 to go along with it for LTE. Uh, and then they just announced a few days ago an X55 which we want to discuss maybe very briefly at the end of the show when we go through the news items. But this is very interesting to me, this phone, because it also adds time-of-flight cameras to the front and the back. In addition to the triple camera system in the back, it adds a time-of-flight camera, which we've seen happening now on more and more phones, including the, the Mate 20 Pro front uh, system and, and the Oppo R17 Pro that I just unboxed has a rear time-of-flight camera. Um, and this is interesting because they replaced that wide-angle secondary camera that that uh, 8 megapixel that was in the, in the S10 Plus with a time-of-flight camera in the front for the selfies. Yeah, which is, I think it's just a shame. It I, I really wish it was in the S10 Plus. Yeah, it's strange that they chose that. Yeah. Um, oh, well. But overall, it's the same madness, just size up and that with 5G added, which is like, wow. I mean, <laughs> that's, you know, I'm, I'm impressed because I was worried that the first 5G phones would be a bit bulky and have a bit more bezel to accommodate the, the millimeter wave antennas in the front. Uh, but they've somehow managed to solve this problem, uh, which is already before, you know, this is really the first 5G phone that we know of exists and it's coming out. It is actually coming out very soon uh, in the US on Verizon as an exclusive there for a few months until it hits the other operators. Right. Um, so that means that these operators in the US are all rolling out 5G. We know that AT&T and Verizon were rolling out 5G. Verizon already has. But what's interesting is that, you know, 
it's, this is coming way sooner than we think. And, and it, what looks to me like a well-sorted package, wouldn't you agree, Andy? I do. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, exactly the sort of phone that 5G needs to get people excited. Wow. Amazing. So, <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, we have one more to talk about because this was a bonanza of phones. It and this really one was. is, you all know what this is, the Galaxy Fold. And what a name, first of all. Yeah, it must have taken seconds to come up with that. It's like when they finally announced the name, actually when the rumors were coming in a couple of days before the event, I was like, duh, of course you called it the Fold. <laughs> and then I'm like, seriously, they call it, they did call it the Fold. Wow. It, they really did. <laughs> so what's your take on that? It sounds insane to me. In every way, like, it's amazing to me in so many levels. I'm amazed by the fact that they not only are going to be shipping this thing April 26th, yeah. that the price is, of course, insane, 1890 US dollars, um, that it seems packed with everything, that there will be a 5G version of it, that... They and we'll get into the details in a second, but that the display that they folds perfectly flat, unlike that Royal phone that looks like a taco and has a screen <laughs> on the outside and has like about an inch and a half thickness when closed. And so it's amazing to me because it's a first gen product from Samsung. And we know those in the past have not always been so sorted out. And this really seems sorted to me. That's the feeling I get looking at everything about it which surprises me right i'm i feel slightly differently to okay. you um i'm not quite sure it's as sorted as they think it is perhaps on the software side purely because no one's used it yet we haven't well, had the software is going to be definitely the big frontier right like we're going to have to explore this form factor to see if it's viable and works but i'm talking about from what i see of the hardware so far i'm like wow this is better than I expected. Like that there is a 5G option, that the price is high, but still less than 2K, that it has a screen that really does fold perfectly flat, basically, like has a sharp corner, right? A sharp edge in it. Very interesting. Definitely. When it's unfolded, it looks um it doesn't look like properly any, next gen. Yeah, really it doesn't excited. look like is there's any kind of like weird ripples on the screen or anything like the Royal is plagued by although i have to say the unit i saw at ces was much better sorted yeah um it's just the closed aspect of, of how they've done this with that little screen on the outside i like the flex pie the fact that the the screen is is all of the device when it's closed that looks cool this looks way less cool because the screen is quite small yeah it's weird that they didn't do for a full they didn't do a full front like a full screen in the front somehow like come yeah. close to what they have on the even if they'd given us a 2017 vibe on the front you know what i'm saying yeah that the vibe feels like a 2010 vibe now the front yes exactly you know what i'm saying yeah i do oh my um, goodness and i think that's a problem uh, i think it's a problem because this is the first one that we've seen properly and there are many more to come and if others get that closed screen perhaps in a more visually interesting and visually enticing way their samsung might have a bit of a might have a bit of fight on its hands i think by the time the others do something we'll, we'll 
they'll be on their second gen. I mean, honestly, the one I'm the most excited about is the rebirth of the Moto Razor. Right. I really think that there's a lot of opportunity for Moto to get it right. Yeah. And I hope that they do it. I hope they don't mess it up. I'm just surprised that this front screen, you know, it could be like a 23 to 9 aspect ratio, something really crazy wide. And, and still, like, they could have pushed the screen all the way to the edges somehow. Uh, even if there was a bit of a bezel all the way around, like, I just would feel like again if you know if it looked like the g6 did the some the, the, the lg g6 which was the first 16 by 9 sorry 18 by 9 screen right yeah. remember that yeah. that had a little bit of bezel around but it still looked modern and fresh when it came out it I think those curved edges are really they, awesome they could have done that at the, the front of the fold and then it would look it wouldn't look like something out of 2010 Moto Moto Atrix or something. That's a yeah, or Nokia communicator. Yeah, Nokia communicator. But what's interesting is the specs because this thing has pretty much everything but the kitchen sink. Five G is an option. Four hundred forty three hundred and eighty milliamp hour battery. The internal screen is seven point three inches, fifteen thirty six by twenty one fifty two. Really weird resolution. So it's higher than it's higher than two K, but lower than four K. And of course, Snapdragon 855. Uh, does it have wireless charging? It doesn't say. I don't think it does because it's got two batteries, right? It's got a battery in either side. Uh, so I wonder how that would work. Yeah, interesting. But what's also interesting is let's see, headphone jack? No headphone jack. No. And then it's got uh, so the cameras, holy crap. Okay, so you get <laughs> the triple camera system in the back, the one that you see on the S10 Plus and the S10. But then it has three more cameras. It has one in the very front on the tiny little display area there. It's a 10 megapixel f over 2.2, so it's just boring. And then it has a 10 megapixel f over 2.2, same boring one inside, along with an 8 megapixel f over 1.9 and a depth sensor. So basically the f over 1.9 8 megapixel, I think, is the is the S9 and S9 Plus Note 9 camera that we have in the front today. Yes. If I'm right. I would say that's, that's what So they say depth sensor, but to me that feels like they're using it. It's not like a time of flight. It's, it's just used as a secondary camera for portrait, you know? Yeah. So, whew, and it doesn't have HDR10 from what I can see here. They certainly didn't mention it. So I don't think... But then they didn't really that. talk about... Well, we know what the screen is called, but they didn't really go into specifics, if you know what I mean. They didn't go into it as much detail yeah. as they did. So the it's, this, by the way, the cover screen is 4.6 inches, 21 by 9 aspect ratio, and they didn't kill. I don't see a resolution listed here on uh, our wonderful friend at GSM Arena's spec sheet. Uh, but it does have, um, interestingly, it does have 12 gigs of RAM and 512 gigs of RAM at the base. So that's what you get for $1,890. Yeah, because they do a one terabyte version too, don't they? Or will do. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of money, right? So of course you want to maximize what you're going to get for that money. But, you know, I had this conversation with a few guests before you, and, and I'm not sure I see the use case for this. Like, I get the idea, like, you open it up, you get more real estate. It's like almost like a tablet-like experience. But we all know tablet on Android, tablet experiences on Android kind of suck, right? There's no real good tablets running Android, in my opinion. Um, 
It could be argued that the Fire tablet from Amazon is a good tablet editor on Android because of the price and what it's designed to do, which is just consume Amazon content yeah. and, you know, Netflix and other content. In that sense, yeah, it's fine. But I'm feeling like this is kind of a like a, a solution in search of a problem or the other way around. And I don't know if the expression, you know what I'm saying? I do. And one of those ways around, you're absolutely right. It's exactly that. But in a way, you know, it, it does make sense because Samsung has done this before. They did this with the Note, the original Note. We were all scratching our heads. And look, now every phone we have is 6.4 inches. Yeah. And remember, that phone was only, what was it, 5.3 inches when it came out. It was. <laughs> so it's tiny. If you pull out an original Note right now, you're like, what, what the hell is this, an iPhone 10R? Like, um, and then... The other thing is interesting to me is, you know, the Galaxy camera was another thing they threw at the wall. And it didn't stick at all, even though I think the idea was really sound. They just didn't implement it right, I think. No, um, it, that was also in search of particular people who wanted it. It was way too niche. This yeah. was also feels very niche to me, though, because not just the price, but you've got to want to have a slightly bigger screen than your already big screen phone. And I'm not convinced that anything other than watching video or anything except typing, basically, because I don't know why you'd want to type on a 7.3 inch screen when you're out and about. Oof. No one types on a tablet. It's a pain. You just want to type on a small screen. Don't um, forget, though, Andy, bragging rights. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I mean, look. I'm glad Samsung's got the deep pockets they do to try this and be first out, right? I mean, we know that Huawei is going to show a folding phone at their press conference at MWC. Alcatel, rumors of them doing something. We know Moto was the Razer revival. I mean, there are so many rumors of so many companies that have shown stuff, right? Yeah, Xiaomi. Xiaomi. So we might see show, Xiaomi show something at MWC as well. So, look. But the thing is, we know that Samsung has staked their territory already, right? They're the first. And I think Royal can, can scream all they want. I don't think they really count. I love them. You know, good, good, good for trying. But I don't think this is what people, ex what they showed, it's not what people expected when they thought of folding phone. No. They thought the screen is inside, right? And you open it up and there it is, right? And that's what Samsung has delivered. So, and Samsung's been working on this for seven years, eight years, practically. They exactly. got what they want to do exactly right they've not sort of come out with this a bit early and it's a bit prototypey no this is definitely going to be the finished polished product we all expect from and that's kind of what i'm excited about like i feel this is seems really sorted now the software is a whole different and we'll have to yeah. figure I, I i don't know until i play with one of those i i don't even want to think about that it's just like what a nightmare that could be <laughs> luckily they've got a couple of months to make yes. sure it's really completely finished before anybody actually gets their hands on it. Totally. But so in general, I mean, you know, so let's quickly go over. There's a pair of Galaxy Buds. They're wireless earbuds like the AirPods. Um, are they as compact as the AirPods? I haven't even looked at the photos of them. I don't even know. I actually got a set. Um, <laughs> Lucky bastard. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're lovely. Um, yeah. I wore them today. They're super comfortable. They look more like... Um, the, they're not like AirPods. They're like the braggy ones. Braggy, okay. Braggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So or the fit. Sony ones. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yes, they fit right into your ear. 
They're very compact um, and they sounded really solid. Nice. Okay, well, there you go. And how much do they cost? Are they competitive with the AirPods? They are $140, I want to say, so a little bit less. $129.99, it says here. There we go. All right. And then um, they did a watch, which is a sports version of the Galaxy Watch, correct? Yes, the Galaxy Watch Active. Woo. And what's so special about it? Does it have any new sensors we should care about? No, it's... It's got something less, sadly. It's got. It's not got the bezel that we all love from the Galaxy Watch. Oh, Galaxy so Watch. sad. But it has yeah. less bezel. That probably means it has more screen. That's it. So you can easily swipe your finger across. It's really quite comfortable. And it's also small. It's only 40 millimeters, the body. And I found it, it's just going to be suitable for everyone. Samsung even gives you two straps in the box, a long strap and a small strap. So almost regardless, Ooh. it's going to fit your wrist. And I really like that. It's that is something I'm thinking about it. And then there's a new Galaxy Fit fitness band. Anything that stands out about that? I didn't see it. It wasn't even at the demo area. They just announced it. It was like, whatever. Here's a $69 Fit band, whatever. It's probably that. I'm making up the price. Exactly. I have no idea. Yeah, it, um, th they've spent a little bit of time going through it. It's, it's all the Samsung Health stuff that you'd expect. And Samsung, Samsung Health is pretty good. I so, have the, the latest Huawei one, the, the Band Pro 3 or Band 4 or whatever it is. And it's great. For $69, I'm blown away how good that thing is. Mm. Well, they made so, another one too. Samsung did the Fit E, which is $35. Oh. Well, and that was announced at the event? It was, yeah. Oh, so it's kind of like the 10, uh, 10, S10e and the S10. So interesting. That's really good. That's Xiaomi pricing there. It is. Interesting. Huh. Well, you know, I'm all for the, the step tracker things. I, I don't use it. I use my uh, my Huawei one with, when I sleep because I don't want to wear a big smartwatch when I sleep. So I wear my Galaxy Gear, um, Galaxy Watch, sorry, when I'm daytime because I like notifications and stuff. And I wear my Huawei Fit um, fitness band at night because it's small and it right. keeps track of my sleep, which I love. So I'm all for it. I think it's good. I agree. Um, so what do you think overall of this uh, unpacked event, other than the crazy logistics they put everybody through um, that made me miss it, basically? Um, do you feel like they, they it's a solid proposition overall, what they delivered? I think it's more than that. I think it's a, a definite statement on Samsung's part of them saying, look here, 2019, pretty much whatever you want to buy, we've got it for you. We've yeah. got a $600, $700 entry-level S10, a $35 fitness band, or we've got a $2,000 folding phone and everything in between. This it's is kind of Samsung amazing, saying, really. we yeah. have got everything sorted at the beginning of 2019. It doesn't matter what, who else is coming out with what. We've got it first. Yeah, and then they dropped the mic. Yes, <laughs> and rightly so. It and was you know, really that's probably why they're like, you know, we're not even going to show up at MWC. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if I go there um next week and there's no samsung booth they're like whatever we're like apple we don't need you yeah no i know it's not gonna happen but i mean at least i hope it doesn't because i want to get my hands on time at the press uh, area in the back of the booth at some point for you guys for you folks watching listening you know subscribe to the youtube channel but uh we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes I feel this is exciting and, and you know, I, I'm not the biggest fan of the Galaxy phones in general, simply because I feel like they're kind of like, they're like the antidote to Apple. Like people don't even think 
of anything else. They're like, oh, I'm going to either buy an iPhone, I'm going to buy a Galaxy, right? Yeah. And I mean, you can't go wrong with the Galaxy phones. Don't get me wrong. The S9, the S9 Plus were great. The Note 9 is great too. Everything, I called the Note 90 everything but the kitchen sink phone back then. But before the Mate 20 Pro came along. But I mean, I think that it's kind of a lazy choice in a way. And, and I... And that's kind of why I'm not a huge fan, but at the same time, you can't avoid it. You can't an- ignore it. You can't, you can't, like, say that it doesn't have any significant impact. They make great devices. I would recommend them to people. I love using them. I just prefer to use the quirkier phones, so I go for, you know, weird Chinese phones and, and the Google phones, because I love them yeah. so. That's but I think, think this is, I agree, probably the most solid... Uh, you know, line of devices launched around MWC by Samsung in a long time since probably the Galaxy S six, in my opinion. Yep, because yeah. it's literally everything—a a really strong lineup of products that we want to talk about and want to use—and that's that's important. That's a big deal. So let's switch gear quickly. I want to talk about a few, a couple of phones you've you've played with. Um that I think are pretty significant um, in their own way. And they're going to get, you know, kind of overshadowed by, by uh, somewhat by Samsung. But it's the, the Xiaomi Mi 9, which mm-hmm. was also announced before MWC, strangely. And I couldn't quite figure out, Andy, did you get a review in it already? So you reviewed it or did you just get a hands-on time with it? So no, I got a review unit. Um, wow. Which was very nice. And I've been using it now for five, six days, maybe. So I've done a hands-on because I don't know the final price right, yet. And obviously, you, I haven't really spent And it's, it just time. got it just got officially got announced, what, two days ago, yeah? Yeah, for China. So okay. um, China launches is, is official, and they're going to use MWC, um, presumably, to do their global launch. Or, or and so the, the device they give you, is it a global one then? It is. It's got the global global MIUI version on board. Wonderful. So, what's your take? I I love it. I think it's fantastic. Mainly, there's two reasons I think it's fantastic. First, the design is beautiful. Uh-huh. Um, it's Gorilla Glass six on the back, Gorilla Glass five on the front. It's lovely and curvy. It's super light. There's a a little teardrop notch, small bezels, but there's a Snapdragon 855 inside. And it's the first time I've spent extended periods of time with that chip. And it's just monstrously fast. Yeah. And so efficient. This is why I wasn't worried about the small battery size in the Galaxy S10. This is a 3,300 milliamp hour battery inside the Mi 9. Uh-huh. And I had it all day yesterday at the Samsung event. It did video, it did photos it did all of the social networking stuff it did all of my emails everything for probably four or five hours solid there and then a whole day either side and i was out until midnight last night and i still had 10 percent battery left at midnight after being up sort of seven o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. and to do all of that on a pixel would never ever happen ever no absolutely not and I was really impressed, genuinely impressed. And it's, and it's incredibly fast at the same time. So I think this is a real winner. And knowing the prices of Xiaomi phones, if this comes in somewhere near the Mi 8 Pro, it's an absolute bargain. 
Right. So let's walk through some of the specs. Snapdragon 855, definitely. Um, what size display is that? So it's a 6.4 inch screen. Right. So basically, it's a standard flagship size. 1080p. Is it OLED? It is, yeah. Uh, of course. Super, uh, super, super AMOLED, yeah. The HDR10. Um, so you, you, the, mat- the battery lasts you a long time, and it's just 3300, which is kind of impressive. Yep. Um, no there headphone is. jack on this one. So. There isn't. But there is uh, something other cool, too, that I really want to tell you about, because we talked about fingerprint sensors. We talked about fingerprint sensors being yeah. unreliable and annoying. This has got a fifth generation um, Under fingerprint display. sensor in the display, and I haven't had one problem with it. Not one. Wow. So this is optical, and we finally had a point where optical is reliable. Yep. I've not ah. had any issues. There's not. There's no face unlock on the global version, so I have to put up with that. And I've not worried once. Not once. That's fantastic. Wow. Well, there you go. Great news, everyone. Um, and then you have wireless charging, of course. Fast wireless charging. 20 watts. So, yeah, it's a proprietary Xiaomi system. Um, an hour and 40 minutes from zero to full. Wow. Not bad for wireless charging. That's pretty damn great. Um, and then the cameras are really interesting. We want to talk about that. So the 48 megapixel main rear camera, is that the same as on the Honor View 20? Yeah, it's the IMX586 from Sony. So you've used the View 20 and you kind of like it from yep. what I gather. I love mine. Is this better? Is this worse? Is it similar? Are you seeing some similarities in the image processing because of the same sensor? Um, I like the camera. But the software needs some work on the version that I'm using here. I'm using almost final, I would imagine. But as you know, these things are never, ever completely fine. Yeah, right. I mean, and it, pre, pre, pre-release, right? That's it. And it definitely needs some work for its daytime performance because it's not as good as the View 20. Uh-huh. Um, night stuff is excellent. The 48 megapixel pictures that it takes are optional like they are on the view 20 you have to go in and change a setting and mess right, around right, it's not right. done as standard um but for the most part once i get that software sorted out i think it's going to be easily on par with the uh with the view 20 Great. impressed so far with parts awesome that that 48 megapixel sensor with the right image processing seems to be a monster yeah um because of the binning right the binning is really what makes it and then the, the ultra clarity mode on the vu 20 is really Blows, really blows my mind in terms of level of detail. Yeah, it's, it's really stunning. So this has two more cameras in the back. It has a 16 megapixel f over 2.2 uh, ultra wide. Yep. And it has a 12 megapixel f over 2.2, two times optical, which is good. So it's a triple camera system becoming the norm. After the P20 Pro kind of started that last year. And then the Mate 20 Pro really kind of ushered the ultra wide, wide tele revolution. And now we're seeing that on this device. We're seeing that on the galaxies. And uh, yeah, the good news all around. Uh, it's got a 20 megapixel on the front, which, you know, who knows? Is it any good? Like to me, the, nothing takes a selfie as well as the pixel. So I, I don't care. Yeah, no, it's not. It's nowhere near close to that. It's still solid. It's solid. I like it. But And there's tons of artificial intelligence for beauty modes and everything. So if you're into that kind of thing, um, there's a lot of toys to play with. Pixel 3 is just like, wow. 
the selfie phone. Um, so this looks like a really great phone. I'm going to check it out at MWC. Um, so speaking of triple camera phones, by the way, it looks like you've been playing with uh, another one from uh, Vivo, the V15 Pro, correct? Yes. I'm a fan of Vivo. I like their products. I like their, um, their keenness to try different things and then just show us their, their new innovations. I really like that. Totally. I love company. Vivo and Oppo and generally BBK as yeah. a whole. I feel like they're, they're doing some cool stuff. So what's your take on that phone? The phone is really interesting because it has a lot of what we saw on the Vivo Nex, which was the production version of the Apex concept phone. So it has that yeah. pop-up selfie camera, which is their big thing for this particular device. And then it has triple camera on the back. So it's all wrapped up in not a high-end smartphone. So this is going to be fairly reasonably priced. You get triple camera, pop-up selfie cam, you get a colorful body, but it's made of plastic. And oh, you get plastic, wow. Yeah, but it doesn't look like it, it looks like glass. And it huh. comes in this sort of, they call it spectrum ripple. And it's got that sort of um, textured visual effect, like the back of the Mate 20 Pro there, right. whatever they call it, hypervision or something. Um, and it has a Snapdragon 675 inside. So it's not okay. a high-end phone. Fascinating. It has those cool, desirable features. And so it has a triple rear camera, again, wide angle, regular, and tele. And then it has yeah. that pop-up electric selfie cam. Yeah. And it's a full screen 1080p display at the front, right? That's it. Is it fingerprint reader under the display or is it in the back? It's under the display and it's another fifth generation one. So wow. So basically no what you're problem. saying is this is going to probably be dropped below the $500 mark. I would imagine so. Other specs, yet... Uh, it's still going to deliver quite a bunch of interesting features. Yeah, and I've found the camera performs pretty much the same as the Xiaomi because it's another 48 megapixel It's also camera. the 48 megapixel? Wow. Yeah. And so the light mode's really good too. Wow, so three of them now. Amazing. And so rewinding a little bit quickly on the Mi, on the Mi 9, what's the pricing on that? Do we know? They didn't tell me at um, when I first saw the phone. They're leaving it to talk to about M when NWC. it's announced. Exactly. Yeah. But what they did tell me was it was going to be comparable to the Mi 8 Pro, which is £500 or about $650, I guess. There, Right. That's very cool. It's um, very good pricing. Yeah. I mean, seriously, like I'm, I'm really impressed with what the Chinese are doing. So the phone you have, is it a global unit? Can you do Google Play services or is it just kind of one of those Chinese phones and you can't really use it? So it comes with uh, Google Play services on board. Um, it's not really global because I struggled to get 4G connection in the UK. So I don't think the bands are right. Right. Um, I tended to get 3G or HSDPA plus or whatever um, most commonly. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, the back is, you know, you can tell that's where they save money. It's a 48 megapixel main camera, the, 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 the familiar one. And then there's an 8 megapixel ultra wide. And then there's a 5 megapixel depth, depth sensor uh, portrait assist. So we're not talking about a tele lens as the triple camera, the third camera in the back. So it's not quite the same as the other phones we talked about. But I love how the, the, the front uh, facing motorized camera is 32 megapixels. Yes. <laughs> what? Vivo's always loved their selfies, and there's tons of that AI stuff to do. 
um, slimming of faces and slimming of bodies, even all sorts of different things. It's uh, it's madness. And it also does face unlock. Ah. So and it like, has a headphone jack, according to GSM Marina. It does indeed. Um, and and strange, I suppose it, it can't be water resistant with that motorized camera, though, right? No. No, that's not happening. But it's interesting to me that you said it's plastic that makes us look made to look and feel like glass. Because I've never, I haven't really seen that at that price point. Usually you see that at the $200 price point, like, you know, some Alcatel phones and stuff like that. Um, but wow, I'm surprised that Vivo's doing that. Um, I would have thought that maybe it's going to be cheaper than we think. That's possibly why. Maybe so. I mean, I'm going by the fact that it, because it doesn't feel like glass. For a start, it's warm. It's not cold. And it okay. flexes a little bit. Yeah, right. So Is the me, chassis made of aluminum of still, though? Like the, the main, the, the edge of the phone? Yes. Ah, okay. So, hmm, interesting. I mean, that's not a bad compromise to make, I think, overall. Because no, the chassis is so. still metal, which is nice. And I'd imagine there's some production issues with the cutout at the top where that motorized camera comes out to try and make that of glass yeah. all around that side yeah. and the different bumps. I'm sure it's a real pain. So yeah, this might sure. be something we have to live with. Very cool, though. Um, I'm looking forward to getting my hands on one of these at some point. I love this is what I love about Chinese phones. It's like that weird, quirky, like b bizarre assortment of specs, but they make for compelling devices in the end, usually, you know? Yeah, really. It's And it goes back to what you're saying about the Galaxy uh, series generally, where they're solid and reliable, but they don't really make my heart beat fast. Right, totally. But those one, these ones do, because there's something a little bit different, and there's something that makes them stand out in a way that others don't necessarily do. Right. Um, a few more things I want to kind of, kind of in the news category mention. Um that are related to this upcoming MWC next week. By the way, will you be there, Andy? I will indeed. Of course, you're not very far in the UK. No. Uh, in case you're wondering, I'm in Spain right now already ahead of MWC, so we're recording all very similar time zones, which is really nice. Mm. Um, there's a few more leaks on the LG G8. Um, uh, you guys covered that at Digital Trends? And yes, I'm just going to bring it up. You did, so, right? The audio uh, stuff. It was not me personally, it was my colleague who put that in but um i saw because this is this a leak this was official right um oh yeah the, the, said that you're right there's the leak is the other part which is um the uh time of flight i think ah yeah maybe so oh no that's not leaked either <laughs> oh, that was an official LG thing as well. So maybe this is not a leak. I don't know why I put it down as a leak. But anyway, there is, um, they're using the, the glass, front glass of the display as a speaker, right? Mm. LG loves to do their sound stuff. I mean, they're, they're, the audio on their phones has always been just outstanding. Indeed. Indeed. So I hope that this will be similarly impressive. Yeah, no, absolutely. I th I'm looking forward to this phone. I, I, I feel like the LG phones are always so underrated. And, you know, uh, the, the V40 was my third choice of best of 2018 last year. And I'm definitely looking forward to what LG is going to be doing um, this year. Definitely the G8. I love the G7 last year, too. I'm a big fan of that quad DAC on the 3.5 headphone yeah. jack because I'm a big a bit of an audiophile. So, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But um, Oh, that's the leak. Um, uh, pictures of all sides were leaked by uh, Evan oh, Glass. That's what I was thinking. So yeah, there's uh, photos of it. It looks pretty much like a G7 
with uh, you know uh, a slightly slightly very a slight variation on the chassis. It still has a notch, which is yeah. interesting. But I suppose it's going to have that time of flight camera in the front for Face ID type, you know, use and probably portraits and stuff. Plus the display being used as a transducer in addition to a real a traditional dynamic audio speaker on the bottom for bass should be very interesting to see what uh what what can be done there because they've done that on their tvs lg right yeah 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 that's right they have and i don't mind the the notch too much as long as there's something for the notch to do so that's exactly right exactly I, that's totally true but it's going to make it like look like a 2018 phone yeah, andy i know <laughs> You know, that's how we date our phones now. <laughs> Two, 2017, you know, was was like the Galaxy, like the, the G6, you know, 18 by 9, small bezel top and bottom. And then there was the notch with the iPhone 10, 2018, the day of the notch. And then now it's like the teardrops and pull punches and full screen with yeah. sliding mechanisms and all that madness. So, yeah. One last thing. That's exciting, I think, to everyone, I'm sure you'll agree, is that the Huawei P30 Pro will be launching March 26th in Paris at an event that Huawei will be holding there. I know. This is I'm... official, and I'm not sure I'll be going because I, I, you know, I can't really afford to go unless I get invited to go by them and, and taken there by them, which has happened before. That's how I ended up going to the... Uh, to the launch of the Mate 20 Pro in London. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you will be there. I know you will because you're just right across the pond. That's it. An hour as well, a couple of hours journey and I'll be in the center of Paris. So you're looking for Ready to see the P30. Excellent. P30 Pro, I think, will be a pretty exciting phone. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I can't wait. Just based on the P20 and the Mate 20 Pro, I mean, they're both still superb and the next stage along from that really can't wait to see the 2019 yeah uh, hole punch i'm calling it now hole punch for the front camera um and here's what i'm going to say about the cameras they're going to bring back the monochrome as a fourth camera oh i hope they do it's going to be it's going to be main camera wide ultra sorry, ultra wide tele and monochrome on the back it's going to be magical yeah I wrote an obituary for the monochrome lens when they you did. Yeah. Oh my I god, I missed it. that. I'm gonna have to check that out because <laughs> I loved it, and it was so it was really yeah. just. It introduced me to shooting in black and white wherever I went. I love it. So I'd it's be very good. happy if they bring it. It's back. a good thing, and now you're faking it with a Mate 20 Pro. So that's it. <laughs> Not that anyone would <sighs> ever know. I know. <laughs> and so quickly. Um, we touched on it earlier. There's a Snapdragon X, X55 5G modem that was announced and uh, by, by Qualcomm last week. Uh, I think the embargo lifted a couple of days ago, so maybe it's not last week, this week. And, and it's incredible because it's the second generation, the X50, the original 5G modem. This is smaller, you know, more powerful, um, you know, more power efficient, supports both sub six and millimeter wave yeah. across more bands than before, and has LTE, um, like gigabit, like two gigabit LTE built in. Yeah. Because before you had to get a separate chip called the X24 to have the LTE support um, as a separate device. So 
this is kind of like the everything in the kitchen think of of cellular modems it can support pretty much anything from 2g all the way to 5g for every band you can imagine it's it's mad it's just it mad. is but it's it's to me they shouldn't have announced the x50 they should have just announced it's been kept quiet yes. until this came along because this solves all of the naysayers saying well what about this what about that what about the other this is and they different. announced a set of new millimeter wave antennas to go alongside this chip that is even thinner lighter narrower so they could fit in the edge of the phones we expect to be thin today mm. and on tiny little bezels because you know you have to have millimeter wave antennas on all sides of the phone this if it's a, if you think of the phone as a cube that's been squished and stretched uh you need you need six sides and you need antennas on six sides for millimeter wave so right. very challenging for phone designers especially when we're all used to bezel-less phones with which are you know seven to nine millimeters thick so yeah, I'm, yes. i think this is a big deal and i'm really glad that qualcomm just went ahead and mentioned it before mwc and i'm wondering if samsung is using that chip in the uh, Galaxy S10 5G, or if they're using the old chip. It'll be interesting to find out. I have a feeling it's the new chip. I'd imagine so. The timing just seems I feel that the X50 is being relegated to hotspots and things like that yeah. Moto Mod for the, for the Moto um, X3 or whatever it was. Yeah. Well, this yeah. just sets us up so nicely for the coming year, and it makes me look forward to 5G phones in a way that I really wasn't before. You nail it. This is exactly what I thought too when I saw, especially when I saw the, the 5G from Samsung, the Galaxy S10 mm. 5G. Yeah, good news. Well, there you go. We've covered everything. That's amazing because I thought for sure we would have a hard time covering it all. But um, <laughs> why don't you tell folks, Andy, where they can find you on the internet? Uh, obviously, digital trends, but I'm thinking more like your Twitter, your face, not Facebook, your Instagram, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as simply Andy Boxel, uh, all one word, Andy Boxel, and that's B-O-X-A-L-L. And you can find me on Twitter, and if you do, just say hello so I know who you are and where <laughs> you came from, because otherwise it gets missed. <laughs> are you doing, do you do Instagram? Do you have an Instagram account? Yeah, same name for Instagram. Okay, just find me, Andy Boxel, and I share all smartphone photography on Instagram. Same with me. Woohoo! It's fun, awesome. isn't it? It's the best one. I know to do. it's the best. Smart photography is so great. That's kind yeah. of what got me becoming a tech journalist because I started using camera phones when I was like, just you know, two thousand four, two thousand five, when there were still dumb phones that mm. were using cameras. I, I first got into it because somebody put autofocus in a camera, and I was like, ah, finally, you know. And uh, here I am now. Uh, but yeah. you know all. All of you where to find me i'm at tankgirl that's t-n-k-g-r-l on the internet mostly on uh, twitter and instagram that's my handle it's like the comic book character tankgirl but without the vowels so you just drop them t-n-k-g-r-l and uh, i have a youtube channel as a complement to this podcast called the mobile tech podcast channel um it's under my name on youtube so youtube.com slash miriam schwar spell out my full name like you'll find it on my twitter account and you'll get to the channel subscribe like the videos tell your friends all that good stuff the podcast lives at mobiletechpodcast.com if you need the RSS feed, that's where you'll find it. But, you know, all the podcasting apps have it. Uh, Google, Apple, 
Pocket Cast, Overcast, TuneIn Radio even. So you should be able to find me easily if you stumbled upon this podcast by accident. Please subscribe and tell your friends. And finally, I want to thank our sponsor, Audible, audible.com. You know, they are like the, the finest provider of audiobooks in the world. And I think they have the best selection read by the best people. If you listen to books or if you love books at all and you for some reason can't read them, physically look at them, but you want to listen to them, they are the platform to go to and and you should check them out for sure in fact if you look in the show notes which i will put a link below um, and i'll tell you the link here on the show in a second you can get 30 day for free if uh, if you do if you do that and you'll support the show so if you're considering to join audible this is the link you want to use audibletrial.com slash mobile tech that's audibletrial.com slash mobile tech so yeah support the podcast if you're not already using audible and get 30 days free trial um andy thanks for being on the show it's really a pleasure no my pleasure absolutely thank you very much for having me a lot of fun we'll have to do it again sometime um, i'm hoping to see you at mwc albeit briefly i'm sure we'll be busy but ah uh, there's a good chance right absolutely always cross paths Fantastic. So everyone stay tuned for next week. We'll have obviously some MWC uh, content. So I'm hoping to have two podcasts, but um, I don't want to make promises I can't keep. So let's let's see how it goes. Cheers, everybody. This has been the Mobile Tech Podcast with Tank Girl, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com. You can visit us online at mobiletechpodcast.com.